Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Here we go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of Purple Hyacinth, Laconic Less. And I actually had to look up the word laconic. It means apparently someone who doesn't talk a lot, like who keeps their words um, terse and brief. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah. And we're here with Bundan and Fire Dancer, and Bundan's going to start us off. Great. Okay, so after we toss the title in episode 19, we cut to a scene of a starry night in a forest, and then cuts to some lights in the cave, so we can obviously tell this is Kieran's cave. Um, Lauren is typing away at a typewriter at candlelight with some notes around her, and Kieran is staring at, like, a murder board with a bunch of red string in it. And he's spinning around. I can never remember those knives. Like, it's like a ninja knife or something. I can't remember what it's called. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Should we, like, should we be paying attention to, like, the typewriter company name? Underwood? Uh Underwood. Underwood. Okay, maybe that will come in later. As we've seen, because me and Mindy were talking about this, things that mentioned earlier come back sometimes. Oh. Yeah. I just want to say a little thing about things coming back. I noticed this is probably something that's never going to be brought up again and it's perfectly fine. (laughs) Like in the panel where he's looking at the murder board and it's um, the red lines and you can see McTrevor's um, face in the like upper left-hand corner on the newspaper. There's a one right next to him. It's a picture of like a girl. And I don't know. I'm just kind of like, is that a callback to the prostitution ring? I don't know. Interesting. That could be something. Also, I just realized something staring at this panel. Kieran's mm-hmm. spinning the thing around. He's got a glove on one hand, but his other hand is hair, and he doesn't have a glove on the other hand. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. Oh, my. Hmm. Also, I think you see the picture on the bottom right on his murder board. Isn't yeah, that the white... person that he murdered on the first night? Yeah, that's oh, um, yeah. Grayson and Dilaroca, I yeah. think. Dilaroca. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting. And then, yeah, as we look through the board, because they show, like, parts of it more, we see Allendale train station tragedy and day of, tra- we can assume it says tragedy, and some of the pictures that we've seen of the victims, the person with the carved chest, etc. Then it cuts to Kieran looking at the board, and he says, we need to act quickly before the other buffoons hear about McTrevor and realize they're next. He has two gloves now. He slipped one on quickly. <laughs> the detectives still don't suspect you. And then Lauren says, no, I took all the necessary precautions. And he turns and walks up behind her and says, you know, it's never too late to change vocations. You'd make a hell of a good criminal if you wanted. And she's busy filing stuff and he's putting down some more forms next to her. And she says, coming from the greatest assassin in the city, I'm not sure if I should be flattered or scared. And then he gets that cheeky grin again. And he's like, is that praise perchance? My, my officer, my heart is all a flutter. And then he she says, says I'd happily stop it for you. The banter. 
I love it also. So, so people, you, mm-hmm. we could focus on the fact that he wasn't lying. Yeah. Although, although, I mean, I do think that when he's sarcastic, it doesn't show up. Yeah. But let's push it aside. His I'm heart is a- that fact. He is fluttering inside. I love it. <laughs> I mean, listen, with the with the pretty lady such as Lauren, she could make anyone's heart flutter. <laughs> and he's wearing, as we we kind of mentioned this before, he's wearing his black shirt that's a little open in the front. <laughs> I'm gonna just say I think it's, it's a neat cleavage. A little, just a just a bit. Also, I will just say I, I'm pretty sure it's a navy shirt, but like it it works so good with his color scheme like his eyes and his hair it's all cool toned and it just this is my favorite outfit of his out of anything <laughs> your boy looks good in blue like, he does. like listen he looks good in red but like blue it's on another level well we know we also like him when he's like not all wearing anything? Up, Sorry. but that's not oh well not wearing anything <laughs> well <laughs> But we also like when he's all dapper, but that's not mm. for this episode, is it? Well, well yet. Yes. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. <laughs> We're all simps here. <laughs> yes. Welcome yeah. back to the simp show. <laughs> we love the banter, and I just love the fact that, like, they've already gotten into this rhythm, even though they've only known each other for, let's say, maybe two or three weeks, like, two weeks, let's say, because mm-hmm. they needed the time to plan the first, um, the first thing with Mick Trevor, do all of that, go to his house. The banter there was wonderful, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> to come and do this, so let's say maybe two weeks, and they already have this, this, um, this interactions that they have with each other. I just love it. Mm-hmm. But okay, let's move on. So she says, yeah, she'll stop his heart because Lauren is a hot stopper and we love her. Aww. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she says, so with all the evidence you gathered and the papers from McTrevor, I think we have everything we need on Harry Anslow. Then he looks back at the board and says, I'm also looking into Ryan Fleming. He's been, tra- he's been traveling outside Art Hollis for a while but he works at the bank and has a side gig altering and erasing traces of illegal transactions. And he says this as he's pinning a form to the board, including one from McTrevor's fake company. And then Lauren says, the front for the weapons operation. And then she turns back to him and says, so what's the plan this time? And Kieran says, I've been following Anslow the past few days. He'll be at the Golden Clover tomorrow night at 10 p.m. per his routine. I'll search his house before meeting you there. Uh, Just relaying information. And then Lauren says, Herman is stubborn and convinced he knows best. He'll be sure to get there ahead of time and ambush us if we try to tell him when and where to arrest someone again. And then Kieran says, his arrogance is our best option. He thinks we're stupid enough to use the same, the exact same strategy tw- twice. Perfect. We'll send him the wrong address. God, I'm smirking again. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Classic. <laughs> he, and then Kieran continues saying, I'll leave a second letter there with the actual instructions on where to arrest Anthony. Their little detour will give us plenty of time to kidnap and question him. Then Lauren turns to him shocked and says, kidnap him? And Kieran turns back to her and is still looking cocky as ever and says, oh, come on, officer. 
You were okay with tying with Trevor up. What, why is it different when he's not in his house? It's not like we're going to dismember him, probably. <laughs> so Sarah, what are you planning? Expression is adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, like uh, he looks so just, I don't know, just let, allow me to simp for this panel for a second. I. Which <laughs> one? Which one? The whole body shot. <laughs> yes, mm. the whole body shot where it's yes. like, the way it's drawn is immaculate. And like the way, I love the way so Sophism does like cl- clothing folds. It just looks so, like it just hangs off them and it looks so nice. And I, oh, it just looks so nice here. And just, like the fact that the back of his shirt is kind of untucked mm, a little bit and yeah. hanging over, like just a little detail like that. Like it makes it all the better, all the better. And just, he has a little bit of a round round bottom you know i know we debate this in the fandom they say he has a flat ass they are wrong this man does parkour this man is physically fit there's no way he could do all those things if he didn't have a booty Mm -hmm. like i have said (laughs) this just modest he wears pants that de-emphasize it because he doesn't want everyone to lust after him all the time yes he wears looser pants and i have said it once and i will continue to say this until the day i die Kieran has a dancer body and I uh, like just just look at him look at him tell me that you're a dancer not. you would know okay as a, as a dancer oh I, my gosh yeah. that makes so much sense that's why your name is fire dancer <laughs> I did not know that yeah. what do you do what kind of dance do you do ballet I do ballet and oh. some jazz and modern that's so cool Thank I you. used to do a little bit of hip-hop very very yeah, nice. hey. yeah I no, love you know. hip-hop I just can't do it yeah I just had to show you, I have a music video with me doing some modern dance in my living room. It's hilarious. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, he does have a dance his body. Mm. He does. And he's very he, elegant. Yes, he's very, like, he has posture. a grace about him. It's the posture. It is the posture about him. And he has, he just has an era of sort of like elegance and grace about him. And if since he does have the dancer body. Therefore, he has the cake. <laughs> Amen. Praise be to the cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough of my simpery. <laughs> yes, we all love him. Uh, the next panel, too. He just looks so cute. He's just like, we just need a quiet place where you can use your psychic powers to scare the devil out of him. I've got a hands, too. Oh. But yeah, <laughs> off topic. But Lawrence is leaving. Lawrence appreciating him too. <laughs> is that, that that kind of looks like the dumbstruck face we make when we're like staring? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think she looks a little unimpressed. But what's mm-hmm. new with her? I mean, yeah, permanent cold, permanent stone cold face for Lauren. Huh. But then she turns back to her typewriter and continues typing and says, "Sorry, but you'll be the one asking the questions this time." We're supposed, if we're supposed to pass for two men, I can't talk. My voice will give me away. I'll make you a sign whenever he lies. Yeah. Oh, well, I think uh, it's, it's about time they have some sort of strategy. I mean, last time was a bit of a mess. Just yes. a little. Just, I'm glad they're at least uh, trying to get it a little more together. Whether Books were thrown, faces yeah. were lightly stabbed. You know, um, insults were thrown. Uh, uh, coordinates uh, were made to feel inadequate. 
um interrogies were um felt awkward <laughs> okay yeah so i think she's smiling the smile on her face i think it's because he praised her i think mm-hmm. she's finally happy that somebody is believing in her powers instead of belittling mm-hmm. her powers and not believing her and he's mm-hmm. like oh you know not only does he believe her he's like let's use your powers like we can use your amazing powers so i think that's why she's smiling yeah, this is Sally the first is. time, like, in the series so far that we've seen someone acknowledge and praise her powers, because last time, even her uncle, who I'm pretty sure knows or should know about it, dismissed her and what she said in, um, before they made the deal with the riot that they had in the square. So, yeah, I think that yeah. carrying just a little bit of praise makes her get a little, a little bit of a big head, but she deserves it. Yeah. She's a queen. Yeah, I think... Yeah, because I think the only person we've ever seen in the series besides Kieran, like, have more than just kind of condemn her ability is, I think, Kim. But even then, she can't really praise her for it because, like, she doesn't see what she does. She does with it, really. Mm. All she knows is that it's kind of gotten her into trouble, so. I don't know. Yeah, so that was my my third done. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking, am I taking over here? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Kieran asks her now, I wonder how exactly do you tell when somebody lies? At first, I thought you had a particularly useful talent, but this is some eerie paranormal human accuracy. And I also noticed, I think he wears his pants pretty high up. Did you guys notice that? Like, Yeah, he, I was going to yeah, mention that earlier, but it's just like the way that the, the pants sit mm-hmm. probably just below or at kind of his natural waist. Yeah. So it really does a lot to like elongate his legs. Yeah. Make his chest look a bit more broad. I don't know. He's he's wearing a well-proportioned outfit. Like the sleeves are cuffed at like the belt. So it just looks this is a well put together outfit. Ten oh, out of yeah. ten. Oh yeah. And just what? he just looks good. <laughs> one other thing I noticed about this panel as well, though, is the fact that him he's like one of the only things that's in focus in it. Everything else is pretty blurry, so that really does have us focus on him more and just I don't know I just thought it was really well composed in terms of like the focus and the rendering of it so again well done so and we're looking through like kind of Lauren's chin so it's just also like another element of interest Mm -hmm. and then we also we also know that um when he first met her he kind of thought not so much she had like an ability that was more like kind of as he said, paranormal or like magical of sorts. He kind of just thought it was a skill that she developed or it's some sort of talent that she had. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of just like, this doesn't seem like a talent anymore. This just seems like you, something's going on here. I don't know. Yeah, because he, he saw her use it, like properly use it when they interrogated McTrevor last time. Mm-hmm. So he saw how freakishly accurate he was. So like, now he's, I think he's just a bit more curious about exactly how it works, seeing as how effective it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. He wants to know more about her. Yeah, exactly. They're not, it's not banter. It's not teasing her. It's genuine communication, genuine connection. It's respectful communication. One of the few moments of actual functioning communication they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Lauren kind of goes wide-eyed, doesn't say much. He says, who taught you? And she freezes. And she says, nobody. I've always had this ability. And she, her hand tightens here. 
I'm not quite sure why. I wonder if it's something that we haven't know, like gotten, like no, we don't know yet, even where we are now, we're like 94, 90, whatever. Um, I wonder if there's like a background that we just haven't heard, like there, that's a reason that she's so anxious about it. Yeah, no, I wonder as well, because she, I think, is hesitant to kind of talk to him about the ability and how it works specifically, because she might not know exactly how it works, but she probably has some idea, or she, we just don't know everything. So I just think she's, I kind of, how I read this is that she's just kind of trying to keep it like, she doesn't really understand it that much herself and doesn't really want to talk about it to him. Because mm-hmm. again, this is just a working relationship. Maybe it's like a sore point for her and that like she yeah. always had to struggle with people not believing her and the whole thing. So maybe that's just also a reason for her tension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So anyway, she said, um, then he continues, he says, but how does it work, officer lie detector? And she continues typing and she just says, I just know, that's all. Oh, just, just, don't be so shy, darling. Also not a lie. She says, darling. That's <laughs> <laughs> this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the net your explanation is eagerly awaited. And again, that's also true. He really is eagerly awaiting her explanation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a hint of sarcasm as well. And they're like, you know, he's he could just be overly exaggerating it, but he is genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but it works and it's never failed me. He just looks. One thing I noticed is that we've heard Lauren lie about things before, but it doesn't show up for us as lies from her. It's only when she hears other people. So one of the things is that we can't often tell when Lauren is lying unless it's made really clear to us. It's like either through flashbacks or like seeing her internal monologue or seeing other characters talk about her. So like, we don't know if that's a lie or not. And I think it's really interesting just to see how, like, just to kind of wonder, because she is one of the only characters who, even though we're in her head, we don't know everything about her. And I think that's just really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because... narrator. Yeah, because yeah, Lauren as herself, she keeps a lot of people in the dark. But since we can never see her lies, she also keeps the readers constantly in the dark as well, uh, just purely about herself which is very interesting. Yep, definitely a big theme here. Mm-hmm. And she kind of wants to avoid conversation because she gets up, says, let's finish up this file and get out of here, gathers together the papers. And she says, your cave is cold and wet and it stinks. <laughs> and Kira's like, excuse you. Uh, <laughs> totally sensitive about his stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he definitely has an aesthetic eye and I'm sure he puts an effort into the cave. You know, like, look at it, there's flooring on there, even though it's full of, like, it's half full of water behind a waterfall. There's, like, lights, there's equipment. I think there is a bed in there as well. Yeah. Like, when they first get there, I don't know if I'm remembering that clearly. Yeah, it's a bed. There's a rising area, weapons. Dude, there's a chandelier on it. Like, yeah. I still want to know how he put all the furniture in there, but, like, (laughs) with hard work. Honestly, he did like, it himself. He did yes. it himself. We know he has no friends. He has no friends. Like Bob's <laughs> delivery to come bring it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm deliver- picturing they're getting delivered. He's just like, thank you. Just seeing him like carrying all these boxes into the woods. <laughs> just deliver it to so and so at the edge of Arn Hollis, please. And it's just like, 
Sir, there's nothing here. Yes, that's the point. <laughs> yes. I'm building a cabin. <laughs> building a cabin in the woods of sorts. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kieran, don't insult my bat cave, excuse you. It is the bat cave. <laughs> it is. Only friends, the bats. <laughs> oh dear. So now we switch scenes and we have a I like about the coloring here. We have, you know, the the buildings are all in blue with a lot of very beautiful, fancy buildings. And then we have people and a lot of yellow lights. It's a really pretty scene. And we also have leaves falling down. And there's a masked and hooded figure on the corner. We have a bunch of fancy people. It's uh, passing by, well-dressed people. It looks like it's a nicer part of town. And again, we see the hooded figure and we see someone stepping closer towards her. And the hooded figure smiles. That's smirk. And then we see Kieran dressed stiffly, lifting up his hat like a polite gentleman. Says, "Good evening, officer. Are ready for our date?" Oh. Uh, and we just get like a full like. I don't think it was intended to be fan service, but we got it. I will interpret it as such. We got a full fan service sweep head to toe of him and his like tux with his waistcoat and a pocket watch and a cane and the white ribbon in his hair again and a top hat bruh the man looking dapper as hell and just also might i just say this outfit really emphasizes like his long legs and it is (laughs) immaculate i love it it does slender Mm. a man in a suit get you a man that looks this good in a suit uh. Ah. yes Lanhara. he's great uh, Lauren does not appreciate this because she just rolls her eyes she just fails to see the magnificence before her <laughs> poor man's never appreciated for his efforts well she is the <laughs> blindest of all so very true <laughs> I forgot where I was supposed to stop <laughs> um, she's rolling her eyes and then I think you just read it for a little bit and then this next panel is the last one yeah. to you. so she says did you find anything at Anslow's and he says, not much, unfortunately. He's not as stupid as McTrevor. He knows better than to hide traces of his operation in his office. And you can take over. <laughs> All right. And then you have Lauren starting to walk away into the crowd and say, let's hurry then. We don't have a lot of time before the police get here. And then you see him grabbing her arm. <gasps> says, oh. <laughs> you say oh and then you see the next panel and his face is just like a dirt face whatever okay like Damn details, details. <laughs> just the face of are you serious right now um and he says hold on officer are you trying to scare all the Bourgeois. Bourgeois. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Are you trying to scare all of the bourgeois here out of their overpriced drinks and mingling? (laughs) The theme of the night is rich merchants with inflated egos, not stern looking (laughs) alleyway assassins. And he's referring to her, by the way, not him, Mm -hmm. because he's got the look down. (laughs) Yes, he does. Like, dang. He already has the inflated ego. We just have to get the rich merchant part. (laughs) Oh, no, this is not hard for him. (laughs) <laughs> no, they each have what each other needs. He has the ego, she has the rich. It's all good. <laughs> and then she just looks him up and down and she's just like, mm-hmm, yes, uh, allow me. And it's like, you're perfectly correct. I almost forgot with the most smug smirk on her face. 
and you just, she pulls down her hood and bam, like the look, the the whole aesthetic. I am, I am in the awe. Mood? Yes, it, it is. It is. Oh, it's um, like you know that one that one <laughs> meme with Lady Gaga. She's like talented, brilliant, showstopping, yes. spectacular. That's that's us looking at Lauren right now. That we don't is. often simp for Lauren. Yeah. Let's take a moment. This outfit is everything. The yeah. wig, the black bob, the little mole, the makeup. It's kind of a cross between like a flapper, but also like a modern dress as well with that like jewel encrusted like corset mm. thing. The plunging V. Yeah, she's like a cross between a flapper dancer and a tango dancer, and it is yes, yes. I'm loving everything about this. That little crown Amazing. thing she has, the tiara, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but I want one. Mm-hmm. Goes perfectly with her eyes, and it is chef's kiss. The little thigh exposed and slit mm-hmm. of her dress. Oh my god, she's she's like showing Ooh. it to him too. <laughs> I don't know if she was doing it intentionally. I think she was just kind of like, you know, that scene in Anastasia, the grandma. Yes, yes, I know that one. And Dimitri's like, (laughs) oh god. Yeah, but this is like the version of it where it's it's well executed and Mm -hmm. everybody falls in love, including Mm -hmm. Garrett. Oh yeah, look at his face. Oh, like bruh, I'm in awe. He's in awe. Everyone is in awe. Like. You go down to the next panel and you just see he is, I would say he caught his breath at that because you actually see like genuine shock on his face where it's also, might I just take a second, how blue his eyes are. I am, it is beautiful. It's the golden lights. Mm-hmm. They shine in his eyes. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Not biased at all. <laughs> I have blue eyes. My husband has blue eyes. <clears throat> my mother totally. My mother has brown eyes, and she has an obsession with blue eyes, and she totally passed it down. So. <clears throat> and then at this, he's just like, "Oh," and then like he pauses for a second. And he's like, "I see you came in style. Might not be very practical if things get heated in there, though." find himself like he went from like he had that moment of awe and then he just goes back to being snarky like he gives a little compliment like it but it's not personal like he's not ready yet to show his cards you know mm-hmm. he still has to maintain that flippant you know sarcastic exterior yes nah. he'll give credit where to do but he's still gotta maintain and then after she, after he says that she just lifts up her the side of her skirt and just reveals she's got at least one knife and a gun underneath there (laughs) and then she says don't worry I brought some friends to help me out so (laughs) she is armed to the teeth and strapped to her thigh to like girl really just hiked up her skirt to like her hip to show that (laughs) I'm like girl you are breaking all types of codes and I love it (laughs) and then uh, she just says with confidence, "Let's go now, shall we?" And then nope. he just look. He just looks at her for a second. Smirks. I take a second to talk about this look. This is I've I've said this before. I wrote a whole thing about this. But there are times in the series where we can glean a lot from him and have what he's feeling. And a lot of them is when Lauren surprises him. Mm-hmm. So like, and it's not like the pleasant surprise as well, but also like the genuine like not knowing what to do as well it's like 
like you said at first he was like oh like and he made the joke even though he was clearly shook for like a second but then she did that thing kind of had him shook again and now he's kind of just staring at her like he's almost like you can see him trying to like evaluate her in his head almost like he because he was pleasantly surprised and now he's genuinely just like wondering like what is like this girl like just like, like I love that perplexed mm-hmm. he's, I, he's, I just really enjoy it I think I think he's used to being always like the most smart one the most competent one the most capable one and he's she's growing in his respect because every time she shows him an aspect about herself that he can respect that you know matches him and I think that's like over time there he's growing to respect her more and see her as an equal which before that he you know he viewed her as the subordinate in his eyes mm-hmm. But, you know, we're beginning to realize that maybe she's got a bit of the brains, a bit more of the brains in the operation, not to say mm-hmm. that he doesn't, he contributes a lot, that she can't, but True. your girl is smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then after he's had his moment to assess, he um, gives a smirk and then a chuckle, and then walks out and says under the streetlights wonderful have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight there he is uh, the devil in the pale moonlight and mm-hmm. the joker quote because i'm mindy i don't i know you don't know the much joker about quote? batman mm-hmm. but yeah that that quote is specifically used it i don't know if it's in the comics specifically but i do know that it's in like the 19 is it 1988 or 99 the the first batman movie that's by tim burton and it's the Jack Nicholson, Nick, Jack Nicholson Joker. And he says um, something about dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, mm-hmm. which they make a lot of references to Batman in Purple Hyacinth. And when I read this, I was like, ooh, the, the, the Joker Batman reference is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's one of the uh, many references they will make to either Joker or Batman. And it's very interesting and also we see the first of many um references to kieran being a bookworm so <laughs> yes also he's just really handsome in this thing and i just yeah. i know we've been pointing that out basically every panel but the, him just reaching out what woman would have yeah. take his hand honestly like i dapper in one word dapper all right, so she takes his hand and then they start walking off together and it kind of fades to gold around them. And then all she says is, I sure hope he's a fine dancer. And I have a sneaking suspicion that he is. Uh-huh. That graceful man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then <laughs> that is the conclusion of this episode. The creator's note is, in the last panel of the storyboard I wrote, and it was heavily ever after the end, editor, ah, so this is where the tetanus finally got up. It is a happily ever after panel. It is. It, it is. looks like they're going into the sunset. Mm-hmm. To live and love forever. Yes. Off hand in hand. Oh, how I wish the series could end like that. <laughs> <laughs> we can only uh, hope that we get some form of a happy ending or at least a satisfying ending yeah not a completely horrible tragic ending <laughs> yes yeah i don't feel to just be crying in a corner or staring at a wall after i finish reading this <laughs> mm-hmm. nah. 
Uh, I'd say the best we can hope for at this point is just bittersweet, bittersweet. Yep. Same. Some people die, will die. Some horrible things will happen. But somebody will be left alive to live, tell the tale. Yes. <laughs> now, my one... My one hope is that Lauren isn't just the last person left and everyone else has died. <laughs> no. And no, she's no. just sitting, it's just the end of her like sitting there at their graves, just like kind of like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I refuse, absolutely refuse to accept this. No. I don't hear anything you were saying, but then, sorry, not about the answer, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then the final panel is just her getting on a train and leaving the city forever. No. <laughs> we've had so many theories about how the series is gonna end it's just like i just want happiness i am an optimistic person by nature i just i like i know i won't get everything can i please have locky i'll adopt like can i please have it i'll give you money i don't have a lot but i'll give you money let's bribe this open f let's if you want a Nintendo them. Switch, I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I can bribe you with food. Would you like food? <laughs> I can give my phone. Do you want my phone? <laughs> Here, my take heart, mine. It has, the it has your phone case. <laughs> I have your hoodie on. I, I've, I've, I've given you my money. <laughs> Do you want me to buy more merch? I'll buy more merch. <laughs> I'll buy out your whole store. <laughs> I do not have merch, but... <laughs> Do not construe that as a sign of my disloyalty. I just don't like stuff. And I have stuff already. <laughs> so. That's respectable. You you have a lot I'm kind of a hoarder, so same. I yeah. maybe was a hoarder until I had to clean everything. And now I am sick of things. Anyway, but it's not relevant to this podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> so um, I'm trying to think. Let's I like to end off with something like interesting. So like maybe either like sometimes, you know, oh, what's the one word that this episode thinks of or for that uh, we just recorded an episode right before and we um we actually did like crack theories for oh. the episode before because it was lady a and it was like some crazy stuff so we came up with really oh. funny ones oh. so do you want to come up with like crack scenarios of what's going to happen next as uh, to conclude this episode mm. like say next in uh next wise isn't like next like next few episodes like crack yeah, I mean, we know what's going to happen, but like, just make something up. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Maybe they get drunk and realize that they're in love and they do actually go and run off into the sunset. They just abandon the plot. Yes. And just go. They go to some other city, some other country, and everybody's just there like, what? And then, then the whole plot hair changes and they're just, they're living in their like little beachside cottage or something, just chilling, mm -hmm. being like, huh, remember when we were trying to solve that murder? Uh, all the, uh, like, remember we were trying to like stop crime and stuff? That was wild. Remember when you were a murderer? <laughs> Turns into like a cute contemporary story where it's just wholesome all the time. There's a fisherman on the sea. Blueberry <laughs> pancakes for breakfast. Yes. Yes. Cherry cheesecake for dinner. Yum. Oh, the cherry the cherry cheesecake. I forgot cherry about that. Cherry God. cheesecake. Aww. You know what that about that, Mindy? Yeah, Mr. Rosenthal doesn't isn't that what he says he'll give them? Not that I should say it in this chapter, or maybe not. Yes. Wasn't that yeah, it was yeah, it is. Later. It is. 
But then I think F said, um, I think someone asked what Kieran's favorite food was and she just said cherry cheesecake. Yeah, I like cherry cheesecake too. Clearly we're destined to be together. Okay. <laughs> yes. You say as your husband is in the other room. <laughs> no, he actually just came in. I'm, I'm, I'm muted for a second. He's literally right here now. Oh my. Oh, he knows, he knows. You're talking about another man. I mean, I do not oh. do with my boyfriend. I mean, same. <laughs> I like I'm like this is what I have to compare you to just want you to know that <laughs> no that's literally my boyfriend well, he my always boyfriend says if like, he sees me like, well yeah your boyfriend doesn't read it too yes I know my boyfriend reads it too and he's just anytime I start something he's just like mm-hmm. I'll wait I'll wait <laughs> respect my husband just makes fun of me for liking a murderer I'm like Aww. well you know, there are many good reasons. I try to explain it, but he just has none of it. I guess he'll he'll be a good prosecutor, not a defender. Oh. My boyfriend is just trying to be like, you know, what's a ship that I ship? Lauren and Will. Let them fight me. Like, he just as a joke, like 100%. And I brought him on, like, the server a few times. And they're just like, what is wrong with you? And he's just Wait, like... So- other crack ships, yes, but Lauren and Will, no. Like a perfect no. Like ship. Lauren and Will, yeah. Like Lauren and Will, they're just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why <laughs> would you ship that? I'm just like, like it's the childhood friends. A, what are you talking about? Like, Karen and Herman, yes. Lauren and Will, no. <laughs> like, I swear, like, uh, any, we will ship literally any other person in PH except Lauren and Will and I still don't understand it like I understand it to a degree but the amount of people that are just like no this is never to be touched I'm just like but like I think I think I know why it's because I think F and Soph said this but no yeah F I think when they did an interview she was like yeah we were gonna maybe consider having Lauren and Will be a thing but then we immediately decided that wasn't a good idea and I think hearing that everybody's just like friendship only and respect to like people who don't want to ship friends for the sake of shipping because I kind of hate that as a trope even though I'm very guilty of doing it myself but that's just because the creators didn't realize that they had a ship on their hands Lauren and Will is clearly just a platonic relationship that's built on just like years of like growing up together and stuff but and it's just like it's like shipping siblings I think it's kind of like that you know like which I know some people are into Oh, but yeah, no. Also, they both have their respective ships that are superior. So true, true not yeah, because like I understand because personally, I would never ship Lauren and Will because personally, I love their platonic friendship too much. And but I don't know. It's just I just find it funny that that's the one thing the fandom won't touch. <laughs> it's I don't know. They've done so many other things. They shipped Belladonna and Tim Sagan. <laughs> oh. oh dear. They did. Like, we, we legitimately created a whole ass AU where it was like <laughs> Tim and Bella hooked up, had a couple kids, one they named Bob. What? <laughs> Not they named. Okay. <laughs> I have to That's explain explained. this. This is back in like May last year. Basically, Bella gives birth and she wants to name the kid something respectable, like Damien or something then passes out because she just gave birth and then Tim just looks at the birth certificate and wrote Bob because it's short and easy and three letters like his name and Bella wakes up she's like what the hell Tim (laughs) because their relationship is just like a toxic like 
Why would they be together oh. ever? <laughs> okay. I mean, like, why I think, would they? We were, it was, yeah. it was the most cursed thing we did back in the day. Felicite yeah. content was just the worst. It was like, I, I remember back in the day, that was the most cursed thing the fandom had produced. And like, <laughs> oh, how times change. How times have changed. But yeah, it was, it was a whole thing and it was um, cursed. It was cursed. Sorry. Cursed. Well, I don't know. I think, do you, do you want to come up with another cursed theory for what's going <clears> to <throat> uh, crack a future dancer thing or mm. have we had enough uh, craziness for today <laughs> mm. let's see mm. sorry i'm so bad at coming up with crack scenarios but there needs to be oh, a lot of one. chaos oh yeah oh. go ahead yes go ahead. okay so they're gonna go to the club and they're gonna dance and they're gonna be so good that there's gonna be like a dancing with the stars our tallest version judge in the audience and he's gonna be like you you come you can be on the show and they're going to be like, um, but then they can't stop because everyone's like looking at them. And, you know, um, Harry Anslow is also a judge. So they're like, well, this is a good way to get to Harry Anslow. So they decide to compete and they compete and they um, do very well and they win. And they find out that the leader has been um, operating the Phantom Scythe through this dance competition and using it as a front. And they um, win the competition and they get to meet the they get a prize and the prize is the main dancer of Hollis dancing for them and they discover he's the leader and they kill him that's my hey. that's amazing <laughs> I would pay to see that version I would I would pay money to see that <laughs> I'm, I'm like I used to watch Dancing with the Stars a lot when I was younger so I'm just hearing the theme song in my head it's just like da, 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 da. <laughs> and it's just them like doing like the poses and stuff it's like dancing the tango it's Lawrence and Claire and Kieran White dude I just imagine them doing a whole like 20s themed routine where it's just like them doing like the Charleston or something <laughs> or the swing <laughs> dance that would be so entertaining mm. the Lindy Hop mm-hmm. and then the judge is like 10 10 and ten. then the last judge is like the 10 and then Lauren's like that's him pulls out the <laughs> pulls <laughs> out Glock under like on the strap to her leg just like all right bud it's t- I don't know Kieran has his like knife hit his, his sword hidden in that cane he just yeets it oh <laughs> like that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where Will like yeets the sword except it hits the leader and he dies yes oh. <laughs> oh, that would be a perfect story 10 out of 10 Hell yeah. Oh, yo. Okay. I have one. Where it is. Okay. So they go to the club. Ansel hasn't arrived yet. So they're just dancing and then drinking casually. And then what happens is Ansel takes so freaking long to get there. <laughs> they have just kept drinking. And then and then what happens is Kieran gets too drunk. He starts dancing on the counter. And then Lauren tries to get him down. But what ends up happening is they start, the shit storm starts happening right as Ansel starts walking in the door. So they are incoherent. What happens is he goes to sit down. Kieran's dancing on the tabletop. Lauren's trying to get him down. And in the process, since she's wearing heels and on a marble countertop, she ends up slipping and falling right into Harry Anslow therefore putting him in, into a permanent coma oh okay yes i'm picturing them like you ever seen that movie 27 dresses with <laughs> katherine heigl 
there's a scene where they're like dancing on top of the bar singing Benny and the Jets. I'm just <laughs> picturing that. <laughs> like, or like Kieran singing like ABBA or something on the table. Just like, <laughs> Mamma Mia. Here I Here go, go again. again. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Lauren, please, no. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. He'll be dramatic no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. Good that was cracks. very fun. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks so much for doing the podcast and for being uh, creative at the end. <laughs> and it's been fun. Simping is always welcome in my simping is always welcome in my household. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yes, and as always, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Pleasure. Yeah. Well, I'll see you all again later. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Libris, Alley Cat, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, and Alexa. Your support is much appreciated.